This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. Not um, that great. Both our teams lost on the same day for the first time all year, pretty much. Yeah, um, it's weird. The Jets have had such, so many more last two weeks. It's really been like moral victory city on Jets Twitter. Like, hey, they could have beaten the Vikings. Hey, they lost. I mean, rewind to to, to this Bills game. The Jets lose their quarterback twice in the same game, right? White goes out, yeah. five goes in. White goes out, five goes in. White comes back. What a what a G Mike White is. Man, he's tough. But on the same play, this didn't get a lot of publicity. Like on the same play, White gets knocked out the second time. The same defender trips George Fant, the Jets right tackle, who may as well be, you know, the the next the second coming of Tony Baselli and Jonathan Ogden put together because the Jets don't have any backups because they're on like tackles 10 and 11 this season so literally their only backer is mike remmers most famous for uh being the sucking on the vikings for, yeah no 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 no. that's not what he's famous for he oh. was the left tackle in the in the mahomes against the bucks super bowl he's oh yeah, like, yeah. he's the, he's like the all-time turnstile he's their backup right now hmm. so and now he was young now he's old and like that so um two guys on one play uh, and then their best player, Quinn, gets hurt. So people are like, all right, it's a moral victory because, um, you know, maybe if they had all their guys. Anyway, if they have those three guys, if they have White, if they have Quinnen and Fant, I think is fine. Uh, I, I do think they could beat the Lions on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think they should be favored against the Lions. It's it's, it's like a, it's a pick them right now. Yeah, and I'm I have sh- minus three. So it was minus one Jets. It's already flipped to the other side. Your 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 lines, by the way, you are so bad. You're getting worse at this. I just don't understand. Why am I bad? Uh, the the only one. I'll I'm tell you what. I'll tell you what your biggest mistake is. You don't seem to understand the difference between home and away. Mm-hmm. Like, that, go look at this week's picks. You have road teams being favored by nine and a half points. Like that doesn't happen unless the road team is the best team in the league, and the and the and the home team is the worst team in the league. Yeah. All right. Why? Maybe I mean, listen. Everyone has. I, if I was good at guessing the lines, I'd be good at literally everything. Be too perfect. And, and yeah, it, it would okay. be too perfect as a person. Mm-hmm. Give me right. good at the lines and hair, and forget it. It would be all over for yeah. all of you. But but yeah, but the, I mean, the reason I think the Jets should beat the Lions is because the Lions' defense cannot. I mean, every team the Lions play, that team's offense has the best game of the year, including the uh, the Viking Cousins and the Vikings last week, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've seen Mike White be competent and pretty good against bad defenses like the Vikings. He'll do very well against the Lions. And the and then the Lions offense is very good. But the Jets have an elite defense. Yes. So I, I think 
I think that this game works perfectly into the Jets' strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I, I think I agree. I think that's why I'm saying if they have their guys, if they have a quarterback and they don't have to play Wilson, if yeah. they have Quinn, because the Lions have an above average line, uh, and if they have their two tackles because they need physical bodies right now, yeah, uh, then I, I think they will beat the Lions. The Lions have covered six weeks in a row. The Lions are good. Yeah, the it's ever since they got rid of TJ Hawkinson, that guy was dragging them down. I think it's funny because I you all, you have to regret it now. I think the Hawkinson stuff. Who? Like I, I mean, I don't know. They're going to rebuild, trading him. If you're oh, the, the Lions, Lions. like I, not yeah. just because they make the playoffs this year, but like they're, so I mean, they're, they're, they're still a the stretch. League. They have a twenty percent chance of making the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. The, and they, so they have few, to beat the Jets. There are so few good teams, good tight ends in the league, and there's just it doesn't. I mean, you like the guy from Notre Dame, maybe, but like there's almost none coming. There was nobody drafted high this year. Yeah, a decent tight end comes around like every three years. So I think the question, I think the big question for the Lions is going to be, what are they going to do with that Rams pick? Because do they go for a quarterback or they decide that they're all in with Jerry Goff? I think the next few weeks will really decide that. I think like, yeah, can can I don't I. I yeah, I'm, I'm glad that every, every, I'm glad if they have a, if their the, pick uh, is third trade turned out to be yeah. correct. Unfortunately, the Rams won a Super Bowl last year, so everybody yeah. ducked on me last year. But yeah, as I said at the time, it was a terrible trade for the Rams. If you're if yeah, you feel, if you pick third, I think, it, you know, in a solid quarterback draft, just take a QB, even if you play golf for one more year. So, oh, so you don't I, even because also, obviously, they could trade it for a boatload to someone else who's trying to move up to get a quarterback. If you don't. Well, yeah, if you're not going to take the QB, then trade the pick. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I'd be comfortable with golf. Golf is, is perfectly fine, but he's golf fine. is not, obviously he's not a long term solution there. And he's more last. So last three weeks, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, 300 yards a game. Vikings, yeah. Jaguars, Bills. Now, the Jaguars defense sucks, but the other two are the Vikings defense is true. Vikings true, true. Is but at least it's like Jaguars. NFL teams. Yeah, I mean, the, the Vikings defense is so depressing. I don't know what to think. Of you know, it's. In the first half of the year, I was talking about how, how frustrating this Donatel defense was, but it was like, Ben, but don't break. But mm-hmm. now it's broken. and It's broken all over the place. And, you know, it's a big problem. And, and it, it somehow it got worse over the court. Like in the first half, the defense actually, other than they gave up two long touchdowns, and both of those were plays where Harrison Smith, who was out and hopefully will be back next week, you know, even the announcer said, if Harrison Smith was there, you know, those plays probably don't happen. And then the, the rest of the first half, I think the Lions had something like 24 plays for 85 yards or something. The Lions were not moving the ball at all. They just sort of got, mm-hmm. you know, two lucky plays. But then in the second half, they just move the ball at will every single time. And the Vikings are coming back and and the line, the, the Vikings just could not stop Detroit any single time. And and a lot of people on like Vikings Twitter are blaming the refs and the refs had a bunch of egregious misses. Um, 71 yard touchdown by Jefferson that they incorrectly blew the whistle on. So, you know, that's not even reviewable. Um, they ended up scoring a few plays later, but it took another 50 seconds off the clock. And so they had to kick an onside kick. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually a possession where they did stop Detroit. But because of the onside kick, the Detroit already was in field goal range. So just kicked a long field goal to clinch it. Um, Jamal Williams was down and, and they gave him a touch on although that one actually I think benefited the Vikings because um, it, it would have been first and goal on the inch line. Detroit would have scored and just taken more time off the clock. They missed a face mask on Kirk Cousins, which I don't understand why that's not a variable play. But like there's nothing you can play when the defense is as bad as it is. The defense, the pass defense is the worst pass defense in the league right now by far. I mean, they've given up 400 yards, what, in five straight games. I mean, that's never happened in franchise history. You cannot win when you're doing that. And they did it to Mike White and Mac Jones and, and Jared Goff. They weren't exactly doing it to, you know, the guys that they're going to have to face in the playoffs. You know, the, the stars like like Purdy. <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they're really lucky that other other than Philly and Dallas, like 
you know, San Francisco obviously has an elite defense, but but what offense really scares you in the playoffs in the NFC? I guess Detroit, if, if they're back in the playoffs. And the Eagles a little. Yeah, I'm saying other than Dallas and Philly. Oh, other. I mean, well, that's a big other. Well, not really. If you're the Vikings, you don't face either one of them until the NFC Championship game. Right? You, you face Washington or the Giants or Seattle in the first round, and then you play right. San Francisco in the second round. So you're saying... Yeah, I mean, I get. I mean, there's going to be bad teams. You know, the South team is going to be a bad team, right? There's going to be some bad teams in the yeah. in, in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, the Giants and Giants and Commanders are likely to both make it, or certainly possible. And those are bad offenses. So yeah, well, Detroit storming in, which is is nervous for me because I want Seattle, Washington, and the Giants. I want those teams in. And I do not want Detroit in the playoffs right now. Um, yeah, and you know, it, it also it's kind of funny how poor Kirk Cousins. Like, there's a direct inverse correlation between how well he plays and whether his team gets an L or a W. You know, last year he was a top three quarterback and, and they lost all these, you know, heartbreakers and he, they say he, he sucked. And then this year he's had the worst year of his career and they're winning all these to- uh, heartbreakers and like, you know, idiots think that he's, you know, having a good season when he's not. And then last week he was Sterling and of course they lost again. And <laughs> so the idiots are back to saying he sucks again. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about the Vikings. I'm depressed about them. All right. uh, it's uh, a, any other it's a very dark Sunday? time for all my teams. Which is ironic since we're still 10 and three. You know what we have to do, by the way. So it's it, today. It's Tuesday, December thirteenth. Yeah. Uh, do you have your top TV shows of the year? Yeah, of course, I have all list? those rankings. Do you yeah. want it? Do you want it? How about how about we do that now? I mean, that's sort of an unexpected announcement, but okay. Because yeah, because I think it's Tuesday. If there are any other ga- uh, games that happen Sunday, you want to talk about? We talk about them first. But I think the next episode we can do a preview. But on Tuesday, I'd rather do right now preview than review. All right. Now, the so, only thing is, you know, um, Survivor season 43 is not done yet. OK, but one episode left. Dalton yeah. Ross famously ranks yeah. the seasons before the finale. Yeah, no, I'm not ranking the season yet. Um, I mean, I can talk about Survivor 42. That's on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else? Uh, OK, fine. So where sh- should we uh, do you have a list or you don't have a list? I, I don't have a list. I want to hear your list. People have said people have told me they want to hear your TV list. OK. Um, all right. So I'm, I'm not going to mention the shows that are ongoing. I'm not going to mention, I guess, the only shows I'm watching right now that are active are SNL, Hard Knocks and Survivor. I think those are the only three. Right. So SNL, Hard Knocks, Survivor. OK. Yeah. Not, not all three shows not having their besties. Yeah. OK. All right. We're going to start at the bottom. Uh, number 28, Big Mouth. Big Mouth has become so repetitive that I quit. It. How, by like, the way, how do you track these during the year? Do you have a spreadsheet for shows now? Yeah, of course. Because it's so hard to know what, yeah, everything's what shows everywhere. are coming back. Yeah. Okay. And you, you had like different streamers. Uh, so mm-hmm. Big Mouth came out with a new season a couple weeks ago. I watched first couple episodes and, you know, and I'm, I'm the completest guy. I watch everything or I watch nothing. And so I was mm-hmm. forcing myself to get through episode after episode after episode. And they're fine and they're cute. But it's, it's the same thing I've seen a hundred times. So did you ever watch Big Mouth? No, never seen oh, it. People okay. say I'd like it, but I, I think they're wrong. Uh, yeah, it's not really your cup of tea per se, but it is good. But again, it's too repetitive. So out on Big Mouth. Um, number 27 is Archer. Um, Archer is still good, but you know, a little bit repetitive also kind of a similar concept there. Uh, 26 is the righteous gemstones. Did you ever watch that? Nope. Never watched it. Okay. Righteous gemstones is good. Um, I think it's the best Danny McBride show. All all his stuff tends to be sort of similar, but it's good. It's okay. I don't absolutely love it. It's, it's, it's a little too over the top for me, which again, that's very much Danny McBride. Number 25, I have last week tonight with John Oliver. You know, a little bit depressing and dark and repetitive. Uh, 24 is The Crown, uh, the latest season of The Crown. I know you're definitely never going to watch The Crown, but um, I liked it. Uh, 23 is a show that you turned me on to. Kevin Kenneff himself. Um, on AMC. 
Yeah. Uh, I. Oh wow. Someone just. Wait, can I tell you? Can I? Can I live break in with? Uh, with. So I've been talking about the old man fantasy league for years, right? Yeah. So th- there's really one guy. I feel bad. His son seems nice, but he's I think maybe the oldest of the of the people. Complains about everything. He like called me a lot of names last year. Whatever. Anyway, he just announced he's I mentioned on the podcast he because of a name screw up where he has his son's name and his son is his name on the teams. When we did the draft order, he got the 10th pick instead of the fifth. Right. Uh, Okay. This is fascinating. So he got the 10th pick instead of the fifth. Anyway, he complained the whole year. He started Anthony Schwartz. You probably don't know who that is because he's not really in the NFL last week as like a protest. So he just announced he was quitting. I was so excited. So I wrote something and he just told me to F myself more. <laughs> well, <laughs> in, with his sons in the league. That's funny. Uh, wait, how old is his son? Eh, his son's 30. I, I'm not worried about his son hearing like oh, the F word. So but who cares? It's just so embarrassing. Like this guy, nobody's on his side. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of uh, fantasy leagues and all the terrible leagues you're in, you have now uh, weaseled your way into my main league. My yeah, league I'm very excited. 20 years old. Yeah, I'm very excited. A lot of controversy uh, about you're co-owning a team who you're co-owning with. There's a whole bunch of controversy going on. Mm-hmm. But. I'll be there. I will be there. Well, I don't know if I'll be at the draft, but I will. I'll be there. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, you're always in America in, in August. So that's we'll true. It's possible if you do it in August, not September. But uh, I will, I'm yeah, I'm going to be in the OFL and I'm going to be up in your business. I'm going to be calling you an effing moron just like this guy's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm excited for that. Oh, uh, yeah. So let's go back. So um, so speaking of effing morons, Kevin can F himself mm-hmm. is a show which is is fantastic because me, you and, and uh, the beloved Ali Lasher have like a three way chat going on. And I told you that you are basically Kevin from this show. This is and the meanest thing. Meaner than the guy who just told me to F myself and uh, called me a moron. Much the, meaner. That guy's the, the worst guy in TV history. But it's like, okay, imagine but, if but, 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 Peter but, Griffin but, had no charm. But Akiva, from his perspective, he's oh not, which is the I mean, without getting spoilers to the end of the show, like, no, this is part, insane. This is so hurtful. It's a brilliant. It's two different shows at one. One show, which is anytime Kevin is in the scene, is a bright, mm-hmm. well lit uh, laugh track, traditional four camera sitcom. All around Kevin, this beloved figure who um, sort of like Bart, like Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin, no matter what he does, he always ends up on top. Everybody loves him. Uh, no matter how many times he's screwed up, he's like, un, he's, he, you can't love him. You, you can't not love him. He's like, he has a 100% mm-hmm. approval rating. And then the other half of the show is whenever he's not around, it's a dark, gritty drama. And, and the beautiful part is how they sort of, you know, cut from scene to scene or even the same scene when, when he leaves or enters the room um, about his wife who hates him so much that she wants to kill him. And the reason that I said that you are basically Kevin is because you, you, you only think that's an insult because you've seen the other half of the show. But if you are Kevin himself, which you are, it's not an insult. It's a compliment because everybody loves Kevin, right? Kevin's the greatest. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's you from your perspective. <laughs> this is evil. Anyway, I watch the show. First Listen, of all, I love you, show- you are privy to the private conversations that Mary and I are having. So, oh, my God, I love I love I did like the show. Even the second season wasn't as good. You know, they announced it would be two and done. Of course, I love Sean Clemens, one of my all time favorite podcasters uh, from Hollywood Handbook is a writer for that show. He was in the first season. He was not in the second season. Uh, all right, your P listener. So, um, yeah, so I, I like the show. I liked how it ended. No spoilers. Um, some really good acting. Such an original show. I, I love shows that go for something original like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that, that show is was number 23 on my list. Number 22 on my list is Industry on HBO. Takes place in, in, a, uh, in an investment bank in, in London. I feel mm-hmm. like you are not watching Industry. Nope. No, I don't know anything about it. 
Oh yeah. It's uh, I mean, it seems like a lot of people I know are watching it. It's uh, it's very accurate. I mean, I'm not a banker, so I don't know, but people say it's very accurate to sort of like the details of how these deals are done. And there's lots of sex and lots of drugs. And, uh, you know, some people seem to like that show. Number 21 is Harley Quinn, which is less up my alley than any other show on this list. It's a, it's an animated show on HBO max that I've turned me on to with Kelly Cuoco playing Harley Quinn. Who's like a, a bad guy in the, is that Marvel or DC? I don't even know which is which I think it's DC Batman. Which universe is that? Why am I asking you? You don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Harley Quinn is is a it, lot, lot of curb people in it. J.B. Smoove's in it. Uh, great cast. Very funny show. Uh, Ron Funches is in it. Um, I mean, vo- the voices of obviously it's a, it's an animated show, but I, I really like Harley Quinn, even though I don't at all like superheroes. I don't even know if it's Marvel or DCU and people are screaming and probably throwing their phones in the garbage. Listen to me right now. Number 20 is Hacks, another HBO show. My, my list is almost all HBO. Did you watch Hacks? Hmm. Are you even listening at all? No. This was your idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening. I'm just think. I'm trying to think of what hacks is. I'm, I'm trying to give a guess. Oh, you have no idea. No, I've heard of it. Okay, hacks is a show um, centered around um, Gene Smart plays Deborah Vance, who's like a an aging female comic who's had like her own show on uh, on the strip at like a you know at a big casino, which is owned by um, uh, Christopher McDonald. You know the guy who plays um, um, what's his name, the bad guy from Happy Gilmore. Uh, uh, what the hell is it? McDonald, you said. No, but well, the oh, character Sh- uh, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Thank you. Yeah. So Shooter McGavin owns this big casino, and um, Gene Smart is like the headliner there. And then she sort of quits, or, or she gets fired, whatever. She's getting old, and she has this assistant who's this young, up and coming, sort of sarcastic comic who's who sees her as a hack, and that's Hannah Einbinder. Hannah Einbinder, of course, whose real life boyfriend is, um, what's his name? Uh, our guy, the the the, the Orthodox stand-up comedian. Yeah, waiting for you to come up with the name. Uh, uh, Alex, Alex Edelman. Edelman. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, his brother um, was on the show. Yeah, I mind her actually. She identifies as bisexual, but she's uh, she's presently in a relationship with Alex Edelman, um, brother of AJ Edelman, former guest of 32 fans. So anyway, so it's if you like comedy or comics stand up, which I do, then especially you'll like mm-hmm. the show. Um, yeah, so uh, very good show. Number 20 on my list. Number 19 on my list is Captain Ahab, which is uh, a Dorktown production on YouTube. I've never heard of it. Captain Ahab was, um, yeah, Dork. You know, those are the secret base guys. Captain Ahab was. It was an eight-part YouTube story, documentary story, all about Dave Steep. Mm -hmm. You can really say it's more of a miniseries, but they come up with another one every year. Dave Steep. Do they speak to Dave Steep? No, they do not. However, after the show was over, it's it's um you know you know those guys they make all their you know it's it's uh, it's John Boys and that whole crowd. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They never talked to the actual people. But then afterwards, um, they they shared on Twitter that the do- Dave Steve's daughter watched it, sent it to her dad, and her dad really loved it, was giving like this feedback. And so, of course, he loves it because there's an eight part documentary about a semi anonymous baseball player who retired, you know, 30 years ago. Was um, it just that he was like a little Forrest Gumpy, like he was in a lot of big series? And no, it's that he was the best pitcher of the 1980s and should be, you know, he's a borderline Hall of Famer. But instead, Jack. Oh, Morris yeah, is- I'm sure he loved it. Yeah, but instead, Jack Morris is well, I mean, but this is my position. Like, I, I give him three Chester Cy Youngs in the 80s and I, you know, but instead, Dave, um, Jack Morris, because Jack Morris won more games for the Tigers. He uh, and we didn't then we back then all we looked at was wins and not, you know, uh, strikeouts and ERA and FIP and, you know, and he's pitched and everything else that Steve was better. And mm-hmm. anyway, I'm counting that if you're a sports nerd, if you're a baseball nerd, uh, you should definitely just Google Captain Ahab on YouTube. It is the story of Dave Steve. It is wonderful. And it, it, like everything John Boyce does, it is the 19th best show of the year for me. Uh, number 18 is Billions. You've never been a Billions guy. Right? Um, no, I'm, it's not my speed. Mm. 
never yeah. been a billions guy. Yeah, and if you don't like billions, you probably not gonna like industry or, or a lot of these shows. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of like wealth porn on these shows. I'm looking at on my list: Billions, Hacks, Industry, The Crown, and those are all about uh, righteous gemstones. All those shows are about extremely rich people living extremely rich lives. Um, I think I have one or two more of that, maybe uh, further up my list. Uh, yeah, I certainly do. Um, all right, number seventeen is Winning Time on HBO. Tell me, you watch Winning Time, Keith? Nope, I did not. Uh, but show about the Lakers. If it was about the Spurs, I would watch it. Yeah, Winning Time about the Lakers. Um, obviously, this is 100 percent up my alley. Um, very entertaining. Uh, I got I got to get annoyed about sort of these statistical mistakes that they made. Um, and then, of course, the Lakers uh, had their panties all up in a bunch. And so came out with their own agitprop documentary uh, on um, on a different network on Showtime, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Where where the Lakers are trying to show like the true story, the genie bus doc, because uh, winning time, not 100 percent accurate, but very entertaining. And I'm looking forward to next season as well. Number 16 is Russian doll. Russian dolls last season was incredible. Fantastic. Absolutely loved it. And mm-hmm. you're not watching Russian doll either. Right. Nope. I saw the nope. first uh, first few episodes, actually. I liked it. So why'd you stop? Well, I don't know. I'm a busy guy. Do you watch any TV shows? Seems like we'll see. We'll see if I can. I mean, first of all, I watched Kevin can have himself. We talked about that, but let's see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll keep going down. We'll see if we get the other shows I've seen. Our number 15, another Netflix show, Murderville. Murderville is a uh, comic. Never heard of it. Okay. So Murderville star- stars Will Arnett as a detective. And it's like it's a com- it's a comedy, a mystery detective show. But it's also like uh, sort of choose your own adventure. Like basically at the end of the episode, you have to decide. And by you, I mean the people like like every episode, Will Arnett brings another person to be his assistant detective. And Marshawn Lynch is in an episode. OK, mm-hmm. Kamel Nanjiani is in an episode. Annie Murphy um, is in an episode. And so Sharon Stone is in an episode. So they join Will Arnett as his co-detective. And then they have to determine at the end of the episode which of the three suspects did the murder. It's just wow. it's, a, it's a silly, fun little show. It's not like a serious show. But I mean, if you like Marshawn Lynch doing Marshawn Lynch things, I at least watch that episode. OK, I'll check it out. And number 14, I have season 42 of Survivor. Now, you and I uh, during uh, COVID in 2020 had lots of Survivor podcasts, but we haven't really had any in a long time. So mm-hmm. um, give me your quick take on season 42 and season 43 of Survivor. Uh, 42 is good. I haven't seen 43 yet. I want to watch it before the finale, which I guess is tomorrow. So I really got to get on it. How, how, so I don't understand how you don't watch week to week when you're in the rehab world. Like how you're not spoiled by everything. Like everybody. Who I mean, I am Twitter spoiled by some media. things. I know there's a guy named Owen and I know some of the name. I know there's that game. Named, like, there is a guy named Owen. Yes. He might be on our podcast next year. Next year. Oh, I want to get Owen. I want to get Owen now because uh, he's the guy I said is commanders and Saints fan. I yeah, he's a Saints slash that. commanders. Now, we already have a bunch of survivors uh, doing a commander's preview, but maybe we'll have him for the Saints. I want to just get him on for a few minutes and ask him what's what, what's up. What's up? With, oh, how we can be a fan of both teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think because he he's he's an admissions or I mean, according to Survivor, he's the director of admissions, which seems a little bit of a but, senior position. But for not, so I mean, but he's not the director at, of admissions for the New Orleans Saints. No, but at Tulane. So I'm saying so he lives so you in mean New he Orleans. Grew, he grew up in D.C. And now, yeah. Like, so I think he's a commie. You got to pick. Now lives in New Orleans, if you so. love if you love Nola so much, then you're a Saints fan. God bless. Listen, you the, can't the, have two teams. The, the, the Saints and commanders combined this year have. Uh, well, I think now they have one more victory than my teams, actually. So, all right. Um, yeah. So what, give me. Other, so you, so 43. I haven't seen. What were your takes on 42? I liked it. I haven't seen, I haven't thought about it in a while, but it, it was good. It was, I mean, it was OK. It was an OK season. Thanks it's funny. You're a much bigger Survivor fan than I am now. Yeah. I mean, am I really? I watch it. I don't I watch it and I have a chat where we discuss it. But that's it. I don't listen to any of the podcasts, which is why in the chat I rely on other people. Like there's a character this season who all of a sudden in the last episode or two 
everybody's saying is like the heavy favorite. And I was like, wait a second, nobody mentioned that once all season. And then, and then some people were saying, no, no, they were in the chats in the podcast. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, number, number 13 is the rehearsal, a show that I did a podcast about with, yep. uh, yeah, so that one pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, I did not like it as much as Av or most of the guests on our podcast or you, I think I, I didn't love the rehearsal, but I appreciate it. It was very smart. It's number 13 on my list. It's not nearly in hindsight. Uh, while it was an incredibly original show and I'm happy it happened. And I'm curious what they would do for season two. Mm-hmm. I don't th- really think it sniffs Nathan for you. I think Nathan for you is just so much better. Yes and no. I mean, it's much more elaborate than Nathan for you. It's, it's oh, le- for sure. It's less accessible. You know, they're, yeah, they're different. I don't know. Yeah. By the end, it's less accessible than like every show. But sure. yeah, I mean, I hated the end of Nathan for you with the old man. I thought that was really dumb. I thought that was a lazy week ending. Well, I hated the end. I hated it. the last episode of um, rehearsal of rehearsal. I thought right. they right. maybe ran out of ideas. Yeah. Our number 12, another show that um, is a period piece, which a bunch of my shows are like The Crown is about comics, mm-hmm. which a bunch of my shows are like hacks and has a lot of wealth porn, which a bunch of my shows do, including the two I just mentioned. That's Marvelous mm-hmm. Mrs. Maisel. I love this show. Great show. And um, I think it's the final season that just ended. OK. You've never seen Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I, it's not so marvelous. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about Jews on the Upper West Side. You should be interested a little bit. Starting a non-Jew, I know. Yes, uh, Rachel uh, Bresnahan. She's sort of like, um, oh, what's the name of the guy from um, the, the the main guy from American Pie? Jason Biggs. Yeah, Jason Biggs. Th- th- there's like a category of like people who are like you're shocked to discover they're not Jewish. Uh huh. Jason Biggs. I remember before Woody Allen was canceled, he started some Woody Allen movie and he talked about the first time he met Woody Allen. Woody Allen refused to acknowledge that he wasn't Jewish. Like, there's no way you're not Jewish. You have to be Jewish. And um, yeah, Rachel Bresnahan also seems very Jewy, but uh, maybe she's a good actress. It's possible. Number mm-hmm. 11 is That Damn Michael Shea, which was a Michael Shea stand-up slash sketch show on HBO. I didn't know he had his own show. Yeah, it only had six episodes, but I thought it was pretty funny, pretty smart. And sort of, yeah, went under the radar, did not get as much attention as I thought it deserved. I thought it was really good. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now let's get to the top 10. Number 10 is Beforeners. Beforeners is a show that I was turned on to by uh, our friend Amir Bednarsh. It was, it, was on, it was on HBO Europe, but now, of course, it's on HBO Max. You can see it anywhere. And it's just, it's a wonderful show that deals with immigration. Uh, beforeiner is sort of what the anti-immigrant people call them. The other term you can call them is time immigrants. Time immigrants is what sort of the pro-immigration uh, people get, get to. And, and the way that it sort of flips the concept of immigration on its head is instead of looking at people who immigrate 
um, or come as refugees or whatever term you want to use to a country from another country. It's looking at people who are coming from another time. So it's people who are returning um, to Norway where the show is set. And it's happening all over the world in the, sh- in the show. But the show's based in Norway, but we see a little bit in England, for example. Basically, people are coming ashore who lived in the same part of the world, but 100 years ago, 500 years ago, 3,000 years ago, and sort of the difficulty of sort of getting them used to uh, modern culture and the bigotry and, and everything that res- results from that. But then there's also a fun uh, time travel uh, wrinkle to it. There's, there's uh, Jack the Ripper is uh, heavily involved. There's a, there's a Jewish subplot. Uh, so Beforeners is a show that is uh, very interesting and very much up my alley. And I think it's a show you would really like. I would watch it if I were you. All right. And there's I mean, only two I seasons, I think. You give me one of all these shows. You give me one show to watch. No, because we've done this in the past where we've assigned each other homework. And I've always. No, done I'm, it, I'm, you I'm, no, no. Every time you've made me watch a movie or a TV show, I've done it and you have not. So I'm not going to do it because I know you're not going to listen to me. OK, fine. See, you I got out of doing it even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number nine is Tehran on Apple TV. You OK, Tehran guy. I've never been. No, the show. Oh, it's no, an, it's no, an Israeli show. You've heard it. of it, right? Yes, I've heard of it. I've never it's an Israeli it. show. It's a thriller about like Israeli Mossad agents who are in Tehran and are trying to get out, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And um, Mohammadi is uh, the name of uh, um, a main character or the last name. So main character and his son. And there was Mohammadi in the World Cup. So uh, I was thinking about that recently. But uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm not Mohammed. I don't watch I don't watch a ton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch a ton of thrillers. So, I, you know, maybe if you do, you might say this is sort of a, a not that unusual thriller, but mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very well done thriller. I like it. Okay. Uh, number eight, number seven, let's discuss t- together. Um, both of them, the, the main characters have appeared on each other's shows. They're both about um, um, Arab immigrants to the United States. Number eight is Mo on Netflix. And number mm-hmm. seven is Rami on Hulu. Yeah, Rami, I've heard about um, Mo. Uh, yeah, I've heard of both of them. I've heard of, I've read about both those shows. They I would strongly good. recommend both these to you. I mean, certainly anybody who's a modern Orthodox Jew should watch both of them because it's sort of the flip side of the same coin of how are you like faithful to your traditional religion and your traditional community sure. and your family and, and you know, laws mm-hmm. of, of sexual purity, laws of what you can eat and what you can't eat, uh, laws mm-hmm. of prayer all the time, while also trying to be a modern member of society living in New York City. Uh, in the case of Rami or actually in the New Jersey suburbs like me, Mo takes place in Texas where Mo Amr's from. Um, they both also, frankly, they touch upon sort of their communal allegiance in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and how that communal allegiance always doesn't match up necessarily to uh, complete accuracy about sort of who are the, the, the victims and the perpetrators, I would say. So um, it's a great show to hold up a mirror to if you're a modern Orthodox Jew. But even if you're not, I just think they're both fantastic shows. Mo also is has a much, much, much sort of bigger scope than Rami. Rami is a smaller show, but I like it a little bit better because of that. Um, although Rami, uh, no spoiler, but, uh, uh, in the most recent season, they spent a lot of time in your neck of the woods, uh, your present neck of the woods, which is a bit of a surprise, but Mo is a show that really is sort of fantastical uh, as the season goes on, which, so it's sort of a, a broader show, a bigger show. It has maybe more ambitions, um, both very interesting. I'm excited for Mo to see where it goes next year. So I would definitely recommend Mo on Netflix and Rami on Hulu. Okay. Good to know. Those both sound interesting. And then a uh, third straight show with uh, uh, named after someone's first name. And we get back to HBO for Barry. Barry season six. Yep. Yeah, sure. You're a Barry guy. I'm a Barry guy. OK, what do you what do you I mean, without spoiling about how the season ended, uh, what was your general take? Um, I, I, I don't I they're all the seasons pretty much blend together for me. They're pretty similar, but I, I really well, we had show. a pretty dramatic ending. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, we certainly um, had a conclusion. I, I, yeah, I like Barry. Barry's good. I like Bill Hader. Everything he does is good. Yeah, um, I, I did not love Barry initially. I thought he, I mean, I liked it, but I thought it was getting a little it bit. It has too a much weird tone. Not, it, the tone isn't for everybody, I think. Yeah, um, but I, I thought this was the best season by far. So 
And obviously, Noho Hank is the best character on television since George. Oh, Spence for sure. Retired. Noho Hank rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's hilarious. Um, all right. Uh, number five, I have Atlanta, both season three and season four, which both aired mm-hmm. this season. There is no weirder show on television than Atlanta. You're not an Atlanta guy, right? I saw it was a lot of the first season. I liked it, but I haven't kept up with it. I mean, it got so much weirder and crazier and wackier, went in all different directions. I, 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 it just, I don't want to spoil anything because it, it's, it's every episode is almost like a bottle episode. I mean, there's obviously an overriding narrative, but each episode is so crazy, so weird, uh, so funny, so interesting, so thought provoking. I would absolutely recommend Atlanta season three and season four on FX or, or Hulu or whatever. Uh, streamer use i'm not sure um yeah so big fan of atlanta number four uh another survivor show which i know you know nothing about white lotus not a white lotus guy right i've never seen an episode yeah. I, people really i'm surprised how big the second season has gotten i i don't feel like people are talking about the first season this much. well i think it's well i think it's very big in our circles because our circles are like heavily survivorish like we we have people who know mike white personally so mm-hmm I mean, not us, but, you know, people of people, you know, um, and so I think that's why it sort of seems to be even bigger in our world. I'm not sure how big it is overall, but uh, like a lot of the shows on my list, it's a lot of wealth porn, actually. Um, season one was all about money. Season two was all about sex. So as Jared Jerome would say, Chester was much more into season two than season one. All they need is sports and Judaism in season three, and I'll be hooked permanently. It was mm-hmm. I mean, season two was absolutely fantastic. The, the finale was just was on Sunday night. Fantastic. Not going to spoil anything, but White Lotus, you should absolutely watch. And I think it's a great show. You know, a lot of the shows that I think we watch tend to be sort of uh, the demographics of viewers tend to skew a little more male. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not, not yeah, I would say Marvelous Miss Maisel. Definitely. That's not the case. And, you know, Russian Doll, that's not the case. Uh, you know, a few of the Harley Quinn, that's probably not the case. Um, or maybe it is. It's, it's superheroes. But um, White Lotus, definitely not. I feel like it's a show that um, uh, a lot of women are into also. And so if you're in a, uh, a monogamous uh, heterosexual relationship and looking for a show to watch with your partner, I might recommend White Lotus. Not that my partner had any interest in it, but um I'm not sure. actually that she I think she watched season one with me. She liked it, but then she just she she didn't watch season two, which is too bad. Okay. She would have liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, House of the Dragon. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> How you, you just don't watch TV at all. Basically, anymore. I'll get there. I'll get there before season two. I'll, I'll binge season one. Yeah. I mean, the only downside. I know what happens. I know like season one. But that's why like that's why you to... have to watch in real time. If you mm-hmm. by binging later, you already know what happens. You've ruined it for yourself. No, no, no. I mean, like I had read the story already before the show ever existed. Sure. So did I. Show. But I forgot 90 percent of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, House of the Dragon, the, the biggest downside I'll say about House of the Dragon, and I did not like the first few episodes. I thought it got really, really, really much better as the season ended. Um, it, the first like two thirds of the season, I was kind of wondering, like, would I even be watching this if I wasn't already pot committed to, um, you know, seven seasons of Game of Thrones? But um, I thought I got really good at the end. The biggest downside is the fact that it's going to be so long until season two comes out that I think we're going to get season one of the next uh, show from the um, Game of Thrones universe, like the new Jon Snow show or something, even before we get season two of House of the Dragon. Is that oh, right? I believe it. We'll probably get one just because it's going to be two years minimum. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be so and who long. knows that whole the problem. Honestly, the biggest problem now, not that they're going to cancel or do anything Game of Thrones. I feel like that company is like so out of control right now. Discovery. Like, just in terms of quality, like, who knows what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, I will have forgotten everything that happened in House of the Dragon by the time season two comes out. So hopefully someone will send me some good refresher podcast or, or YouTube videos or whatever to remind me. Uh, number two on my list, uh, poor one out for the final season of, what is it, a 13 seasons that they were with us, the the world of uh, Better Call Saul? Mm-hmm. Did you watch this one? Uh, no, never watched Better Call Saul. I like, I like Breaking Bad. 
how do you like Breaking Bad and yet not watch Better Call Saul? I just don't understand that. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm just I, like, listen. I got a lot to do. I, I, <laughs> I, I got a lot of biathlon to watch. A lot of football to yeah, pay attention. Apparently, to. got um, three jobs, three podcasts, five kids. I got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, Better Call Saul. I hated the first two seasons because I hated Michael McKean. I hated his character. I hated everything about him. Uh, everything he's. I mean, on Curb, he's he he's like fingernails on the chalkboard. On Better Call Saul, he's fingernails on the chalkboard. I guess that's part of the point. Um, but um, as soon as he got out of there, the show got much better. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my only issue with Better Call Saul is, you know, in general, and the reason I, I think The Wire is like a goat show over a lot of these other shows is because, like, you know, in, in The Wire, no one had plot armor, right? Anybody could go at any time. And in Better mm-hmm. Call Saul, because of the prequel, there was even more extreme plot armor. You knew people couldn't die because you knew we had to see them in the next world. Um, mm-hmm. Now, of course, we had flash backwards and flash forwards. We went in all different directions. So that's not entirely true. But at least in the main timeline of Better Call Saul, some of the drama was ruined in certain like gunfights or conflicts or because like, you know, well, you know, I know which guy is going to be, you know, blown up at the end of Breaking Bad. So he's not dying right here. So stuff like that. But um, um, but but once you get one, if you can and a lot of people aren't bothered by that the way I am. And, you know, it was amazing. It's number two on my list for a reason. Hall of Fame show. And the number one with a bullet, uh, a show starring the person who's in the other show that Av and I are podcasting about right now. Starring uh, a person who's in the other show. What what are Av and okay. I podcasting about right now? Party Down. Famous. And who's the star of Party Down? Adam Scott. Yeah. And what show did he star on this year that is the best show of the year of 2022? Severance? Absolutely. You're oh, I thought surprised. that was... Tw- I, I know because I thought it was 2020. I, I thought Severance was last year. No, Severance... Well, I mean, it was like in the spring. It was like eight months ago or whatever, but it was 2022. Uh, now you're going to tell me you're not watching episode of, I watched the oh. first episode of Severance. And? I liked it. I want to watch more, but I have not seen it yet. We, I mean, John Voight's also uh, not John Voight. Uh, <laughs> John Turturro. Well, y- y- yes, but <laughs> that's not who you were going to say. I was going to say, um, oh, my God, what's his name? Oh, Zach God. Cherry. There's a guy I've, I've mentioned. There's a guy in my office who looks exactly like Zach Cherry. But so, even if it was normal to go over to somebody and say you look exactly like this person, he's probably never heard of Zach. Cherry. Oh, my God. I'm uh, Christopher Walken. Oh, my God. That was going to drive me nuts. Um, with okay. deep apologies, yeah, no. Christopher Walken, for comparing him to John Voight, who's like a mega mm-hmm. crazy person now. Um, yeah, but John Turturro, Christopher Walken, um, Britt Lauer, I think, is the name of the woman who plays um, who plays sort of the the main female interest of uh, Adam Scott's character. Yeah. Um, uh, so they have a similar dynamic, frankly, to the dynamic that uh, that Adam Scott's character has on Party Down. Um, you know what I have been doing, by the way, I have been watching movies for our uh, our eventual movie, you know, the movie ranking show that we do every. That'll year. be the reverse of this one, where I haven't seen any of them. So that's you okay. haven't seen anything, but we'll give you a list. You're, we'll give you maybe a list of a few to, to see. I did see yeah. an interesting article. Uh, I read an article and I read an article in the New York Times recently where a lot of the, um, sort of like uh, uh, Oscar bait type movies have made, you know, had decent sized budgets this year, but made no money. Uh, and I was thinking, like, oh, maybe. And the Oscars themselves aren't popular. I wonder if, like, this is the end of but like it, non-Marvel but, movies. It hasn't. You I know? mean, haven't people been saying that for the last several years? Yeah, I'm just wondering if maybe, like, now it's that'll be it. That'll be the end of like non, you know, Marvel huge movies. Mm. Possible. Now, speaking of things that are huge, or maybe mm-hmm. sometimes things that aren't so huge, but you want to make this them could go anywhere. <laughs> I think you know where this is going. I don't. Okay. Well, let's say that you wanted something to look huge. But it didn't look huge. Ah, how would you how would you, how would you, you make go. it look huge by make by sort of making this stuff around it look smaller? Correct. Yes. All right. Do you see where I'm going here? Shrink rays. 
Yeah. Um, no, but um, if you clean up your family jewels, mm-hmm. then everything will look uh, more attractive, larger, more presentable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And if you want to clean up your family jewels, you should definitely go to manscaped.com and using promo code 32 fans when you check out for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. I'm very excited, Kiva, to say that uh, three people were just telling me this morning that they all uh, just went to manscaped.com and use our promo code. So they're going to have uh, smoother balls, smoother face, smoother. Ch- uh, one of them said he's, he's using it on his chest, all different parts of the body. Wow. May, hopefully they'll, uh, you know, continue using us, Manscaped. Yeah, I, I got to tell you something else. Um, I, I, I have to confess, actually, I had not opened the complete um, performance package 4.0 that they sent me. Mm-hmm. Because they never sent me anything. Be, well, I mean, they, they, they sent me two and one was for you. And then I ended up shipping something to like your father-in-law or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was a while ago, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, so what happens? You open the 4.0. Well, no. So I, I finally went to the bottom of the box because I was trying to clean things out. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find out the What's name. What's at the bottom it's... of the box? Well, that's what I'm trying to now tell I'm you. Very, so now I'm intrigued. All right, What's in the bottom you, of the box? Do you use a loofah in the shower? No, I don't use a loofah. So what do you use for putting shampoo on your body? Just your disgusting hands. Putting shampoo? I mean, soap. My hands. I have, I have my own bar. I have like Anyways, my own if a lot of people, if a like lot of people, spritz. if a lot of people, I think a lot of people use loofahs and loofahs are disgusting. They're soggy. They just have bacteria growing in them. And yeah, I don't like there. loofahs. They're gross. Yeah, loofahs are gross. But you know what they have in this Manscaped performance package, which is amazing. They have the the exfoliating body scrubber. It's okay. like the, it's um, I'm looking. You can you can buy it solo on Manscaped for $18. Although, of course, with us, you get 20 percent off in free shipping. So it's even cheaper. Um, it's uh, it's like it's a. Uh, it's 100% antibacterial food grade silicone. So you could literally eat off of it. Okay. It's silicone lengthened lather boosting bristles. It's got a hanging notch for easy storage. It's got this nice ergonomic no slip handle. It's amazing. I was using it. I was, I was rubbing it all over my body. It was, it was, uh, I was getting cleaner. It was feeling good. It's a win, 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 triple win. So yeah, uh, uh, oh, today's, wow. uh, today's specific landscape recommendation, the silicone body scrubber. Uh, it's 18, it's $20 regular, but right now you can get uh, 10% off, make it down to $18. And then you can get 20% off if you use promo code 32 fans. That's another 360 off. So now we're down to like $15 and you get free shipping. And um, yeah, this thing's amazing. So um, you buy the performance package 4.0, you get everything. Mm-hmm. You get the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer. You got, um, you got wireless uh, chargers, by the way. Uh, by the way, these use USB. So I don't know if you just saw the news today, but the EU is forcing Apple to get rid of their ridiculous Apple only chargers. Mm-hmm. You, you can, any USB charge will charge these babies. We already. Uh, so that's great. It's uh, u- uniform chargers. You got the crop preserver balls. You order the crop reviver toner, the performance boxer briefs. Ooh, so comfy. The travel bag. I got like three of these leather travel bags now. They're amazing. If anyone wants one. Wow. For you. Um, th- anyone. The, so the code is 32 fans, 32 F-A-N-N. No, sorry. Let's try that again. <laughs> Three, two, F-A-N-S-S. But leave off the last S for savings. 20% off. Oh, I was like, well, what are you doing? Why are you misspelling things? Okay, got it. 32 fans. Yeah, I got They know it. what I they're listening to. Yeah, you I would hope someone so. Stumbled, you think someone stumbled onto this podcast and still listening yeah. at the end? All right, so Wheels, what are we talking about? We were talking about Manscaped, right? Uh, yeah, I think that's the end of the podcast, though. The end of the podcast? The end of this episode. We're going to go, uh, we'll, we'll talk picks on the Patreon episode. Okay. All right, well, we'll have to stick that Manscaped ad somewhere in the middle. Or do we just leave it at the end as a, uh, leave as it a the parting end. bonus? Leave, a, leave, a, leave the last ad for savings. Okay, yeah. 
all right well we will talk to you on the patron side and then we'll talk to you next Mm -hmm. week on this feed bye Mm -hmm. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.